it's large and long. Yeah. I, I'm playing with this, so I might as well just do it now. Beep. 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 This episode is brought to you by Blood. It's coming out of my nose. <laughs> so, so, so we're in a great big room. It's so spacious in here. I feel like we could scream and no one would hear us. Well, I think that's what all the carpet on the walls is about. I know, but the other one I felt like, yeah, someone would hear you. Probably you could hear, like, we heard that announcement one time. Yeah. Anyway, if you live in Vancouver and you're wondering, where can I go to scream that isn't just at the SkyTrain as it's coming in? You can come to the library and book a room for as long as you want and just yell. I think up to three hours. Well, you're not going to be able to yell for three hours, let's be realistic. Well... I think that's a challenge that we should set out for everyone. Yes. If you yell for three hours, let us know. Unless you're Henry Rollins, we already know that you do that for a living. Yeah, it's fine. It's not that it's not that impressive if you're Henry <laughs> Rollins. It's just impressive as impressive as you do it in a library. Man editing everything when I'm like I said the completely wrong word here. Right? Like in context, it's like obviously this is what it means, but it's so wrong. Like it's Still in my head, empower balance. Yeah. <laughs> but it is what it is. That's how I speak. Yeah. I'm excited for when we get extremely famous and can pay someone else to edit our podcast so I don't have to do the amount of self-reflection that happens every time I edit something. Yeah, every time I edit, I'm like, wow, I kind of suck. I'm glad Barbara's at least being funny. Yeah, I do this. And then there are moments where I'm like, I could cut this out because I'm being so unfunny that I'm a little embarrassed about it, but then you make a good joke and I'm like, shit. <laughs> you know, same, where I'm like, well, I'd probably take this out, but then at the end, like, there's some good stuff happening, yeah. <laughs> so I guess we have to leave it. I guess I just say that thing now, but <laughs> whatever. People are here for the realness. Mm-hmm. Oh, have you edited Xanadu again? Moment of silence in the beginning. Oh, yeah, no, I didn't. I okay. didn't do that. Yeah, yeah. That was another one where I was like, I said something about how, like, it's so stupid that they cited like some people were uncomfortable yeah it's like you wouldn't do that to white women and the way i said it i was like this isn't a realistic or normal comparison to make like yeah. when i was listening back to it i was like this isn't something i would say yeah. well like same with whatever i said i was like well that's part of my point but that wasn't like the whole thing I yeah. wanted to say. <laughs> just so you know we have more nuanced thoughts yeah, <laughs> we just get too excited to say out loud. Yeah, also like we know each other really well, so sometimes we fill in the blanks for one another. Yeah, and just leave out the obvious stuff. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's just a, it's just a heads up for all of you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> should we say, although this is coming out like four weeks from now or something like that, we we finally we we put some on the internet, published them, and we we're like, yeah. Oh, maybe we should put a few more because we had like a five episode buffer. <laughs> we're like, maybe we should put a few up at once so that some of what we're saying actually still sort of makes sense. Yeah. So you're welcome. They're all very good. Mm-hmm. Only the internet get... has now been blessed. Yeah. With our presence. Only going to get better from here on out. So you're welcome again. <laughs> so. So. My name is Melissa. My name is Barbara. And this podcast is called. Uh, I forgot. <laughs> the burp stole your memory. <laughs> it released it. It released it, it into the world. Burp emerged. Yeah. So, did, so did the title. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's like poetry. <laughs> um, so this week, 
I forgot Nosferatu. Ah! <laughs> it was a very scary movie. It was made in like the 20s. And I don't know why, but I didn't expect it to be like a silent film. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I had this weird thought, and this is dumb as shit. We both went to art school, but I had this thought bef- like this morning because I didn't look up anything about it except for the fact that I have. Yeah. I had this thought like, what if it's, is it a silent film? Is this the right era for a silent film? I'm not going to say anything until Melissa does in case that's a really stupid thought. <laughs> so anyway, thank you for that. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I'm not, well, now I'm a movie buff because I've watched Nosferatu, but I'm, like, there's music playing throughout, but just, like, it comes up with the black screen with, like, words on it. Mm. So it's very hard to follow sometimes for someone who doesn't like paying attention <laughs> and is also writing down notes. So... I, I might watch it again later. It seemed entertaining anyway. Well, that's good. Um, yeah, but very, very surprised there was no speaking. <laughs> so it starts off, and I feel they're, I feel like they're in a post office, and there's a young guy. I was about to. You were about to what? Well, I was about to ask if post office exists in 1920. It's early. It's earlier than I. I <laughs> usually do stuff <laughs> it's earlier than i have context for yeah um my grandparents were all babies at that time they don't remember oh no i mean it's earlier in the day than i thought oh. it was so that's my thoughts like were, were post were letters a thing do you think maybe <laughs> yeah. in 1920 yeah do you do you know do you know if people sent letters in 1920 mm, i think it was it was all telegrams yeah it was just um it was carrier pigeons. Oh. So okay. it was, but it was all Morse because the pigeon can't carry very much. So you'd get like a bunch of dots and you'd be like, I gotta figure this out. And you'd train the pigeon and then the pigeon would arrive and sort of tap dance out. Yeah, the like Morse a code. bee. Yeah. Yeah, dance. Dance <laughs> <laughs> its message. Tap dance Morse code like a bee. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly, that's where we learn Morse code from bees. Is that actually what that comes from, from bee dances? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. You made that up. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was real. It would be so cute if I, it was. Yeah. I was so excited, and now I'd, All I want to like, live in this world. Army scientists just, like, studying the bees. What do you think they're saying now? <laughs> okay, so I think they're in a post office. And um, the young guy, who I can't remember his name. I'm going to call him John. Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Yeah. His name is my name, too. Ah, Okay. So Barbara was in the post office, <laughs> and there was this old guy who had sort of, like, poofing out hair. It was white, and he was sort of like, nah. Like, people will be able to picture, <laughs> picture the face I made from the noise I made, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> well, from the noise you made, what I'm picturing is, uh, you know, the Looney Tunes Jekyll and Hyde? Oh, I do, but I'm having a hard time remembering. He looks like a nice old man, and then when he turns into Mr. Hyde, he's just this weird, like, Kind of fuzz monster. Oh, yeah, the big heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I was picturing. Uh, it's like that, but like more, slightly more human. Yeah, so he's there. And I think he's all like, he's sitting on one of the counters and just like loitering and like reading a newspaper and sees this young guy and he's like, oh, hey, you know, it would be a good job for you. This Count Dracula is looking for a new house. There's one right like across the street from your house that would be perfect for him. He has a lot of money, so like a young fellow like you would make a lot of money from like going there and helping him move and convincing him that this is the place he wants to live. Mm. 
And so John is like, you're right, weird, weirdly cool old man. Um, I feel like I'm crying. I am a little. Is it just from the beauty of the film? Yeah. The friendships made? Was, no old man would tell us where to live now. Boomers don't care. They they try to tell us where to live, and we'd have to poop on them. <laughs> <laughs> we would literally drop our pants <laughs> Shit on the floor and just throw it at them. <laughs> well, one of us would hold it down. <laughs> no, they'd be way too into that. What? I don't know. There's so many assumptions happening about <laughs> boomers here. All I was saying is that they're assholes. Yeah, okay, like, my parents are also boomers, and I don't think they're into poop play, but a lot of them are. Mm. Oh, I'm crying. I'm so sorry. This <laughs> happened to you. I don't, I don't know why. I also, I don't know, I've had a lot of blood in my nose recently, so I'm like... <laughs> Have you really? Yeah, like not nosebleeds, but I blow my nose and it's a bunch of blood. Does this ever happen? Go to the doctor. No. (laughs) No, it doesn't. Go to the doctor. It's just normal springtime stuff. Is your nose just really dry? Probably. I don't know. Probably is not good enough when blood is coming out (laughs) of somewhere it shouldn't. Probably is not good enough for me. It's a little blood. You don't always just have a bit of blood at the back of your nose? No. Yeah, well, it's normal for me. Okay. You know your body. You know your bloody, oozing body. (laughs) So anyway, young guy John Mm. goes, yeah, like, this sounds cool. I'm going to do it. Says goodbye to his, I want to say girlfriend, but perhaps wife, Nina. Mm. And he's like, hey, bye, babe. I'll be back soon. Takes off in a carriage. Nina is distraught. Whoa. Relax, Nina. Yeah, well, she's staying at their, like, I don't know, friend's place. Like, um... I don't know, a married couple. She's going to stay with them for a while because he's gone. How would she care for herself? Okay. That's the 1920s. I'm, I don't know. Um, he just leaves. No, couples can't have space in the 1920s. You have to physically have a person beside you at all times. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he leaves. No second thoughts. On his way. Gets to this village and he's like, hey, yeah, I'm looking for uh, Count Dracula in like this, this area sort of thing. And they're like, you can't. Like, you can't go there at night. It's it's spooky. It's haunted. Something's yeah. going to get you. Yeah, dum-dum. His name's Dracula. He's obviously a Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he's like, oh, that's silly. And they're like, no, like, we're not telling you how to get there or taking you there until morning. So, like, calm down. He's like, oh, fine. I'll stay the night. <laughs> he goes into <laughs> He goes into this room. Gets ready for bed, just wears, like, a big, really long sleep shirt, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he's got this long sleep shirt. And there's this little book by his bed, so he's like, why don't I just give this a little read? (laughs) (laughs) And it's like a vampire guide. So it opens up, and it's like, hey, vampires, like, work by the... (laughs) I thought you would tell me if my nose was bleeding. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't tell you. I would scream. (laughs) I would run out of here and get a doctor. (laughs) Yeah, the vampire guide is like, you know, uh, vampires are bad, and they work at night, and they're, like, mysterious, and they'll drain you, and you won't understand what happened. You'll just be like, why am I feeling so tired? And he's like, this is hilarious, and laughs and closes it, and sort of laughing, and goes to sleep, laughing. Of course. Yeah, wakes up, and is, like, looking outside, and sort of, like, good mood, ready to get on his road, decides to read, like, another page of the vampire book, Mm. and... I forget what it says, but more vampire stuff. And he laughs again, 
throws the book on the ground in his joy. It's not your book, dude. Yeah. Climbs out of his, like, nightgown through the neck, pulls it down, and then ties it around his waist so he can wash his face in the wash basin. Okay. I just wanted you to have that image. Thank you, yeah. (laughs) Everyone in the 20s did not do shit. (laughs) That's actually one of the facts I I learned is that in the 20s, nobody fucking knew how shirts work. So, like, the (laughs) costuming for this took forever. Yeah. To get people in and out of their clothes for the every scene. And, like, the continuity errors are off the charts. I don't know if you noticed that. Because, yeah. like, everyone was like, does my arm go here? And then they shove it through the head hole. And it's like, no, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> All the costumers are like, have you never dressed yourself? <laughs> like, we have three assistants here and you're still having trouble? They had to ship in costumers from um, Spain, actually. Because Spain was the only place in Europe that people knew how to dress themselves wow yeah yeah one big thing that bothered me and i don't know if it was just the restrictions of the medium or whatever but they'd be like oh it's it's nighttime it's so dark out but it was like obviously daytime but (laughs) but it it, they said it was nighttime yeah but this guy was like clear (laughs) clear clear blue or clear white and it's like i don't know if that's what your night skies look like where you're from. Yeah. I mean, well, everyone in the 20s just had, like, kind of pants over their head and stuff. They didn't know how to... So every, moviegoers at the time, it looked yeah. it looked dark through their clothes. Yeah. Well, their eyes. But maybe because, like, up until the, like, I think the 1910s, uh, every part of the Earth was too close to the sun to have a nighttime. So it was always... It was... The whole Earth was, like, 24-7. Yeah, Funny. nighttime was more of, like, a state of mind than a, yeah. a, a, a space. But then in the 1910s, they, like, kicked the kicked the earth, like, a little further from the sun just because they were like, we need to sleep better. Yeah, this is getting exhausting. And then the sun was like, fuck you guys, I'm going to burn your whole shit down in a bit. Yeah. Yeah. The sun's like, well, you'll get weaker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you think you're all big shit now, but... Uh... You keep up with that aerosol shit. Yeah. See how it goes. Give it... Give it a... Uh... 80 to 100 years, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see who wins. Um, anyway, the sun. They, in the morning, they take him to p- close to the castle. And he's like, well, we're not there yet. And they're like, we're, we don't go any further. And he's like, what, are you kidding? And they're like, nope, get out, bye. Well. <laughs> yeah, so he's, he's like sort of walking. I don't know if he walks at all, but then some creep, comes and picks him up and takes him to the rest of the way to the castle. I can't remember who it was at all, but I wrote down creep, so okay. he was a creep. So he gets in there and meets Count Dracula. Count Dracula also kind of a scary looking guy. I don't know if you you know much about him, but kind of creepy looking. What's, uh, who's Dracula? Who's Dracula? Is this like an established character in fiction? <laughs> it's like a vampire, but a rich vampire. Okay. Yeah. And they're in, like, the dining room, I don't know, chatting or staring at each other weirdly. And there's a clock, and on the clock is a little skeleton, and I think the skeleton moves, like a little human skeleton. It's really cute. <laughs> I want it. And so, yeah, John is, like, trying to trying to eat, and he's got his bread, and he's getting creeped out. And he's, like, cutting the bread and slices his thumb a little. And Dracula jumps up and comes over to him, and he goes... 
oh, your precious blood. <laughs> oh, my God, tone it down. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I, I'm okay, I'm okay. And it sort of, like, backs up, backs up towards, I, I like, let's say a fireplace, and Dracula's following him, and then he sort of, like, seems, John seems, like, a little hypnotized. Mm-hmm. And then it sort of cuts to black, and then it's morning, and you see John, and he's like, oh, that's so weird. I've got, like, these two bug bites on my neck. Oh, it's so silly. And Is like, he tired? I think he's pretty tired. Nice. But he's also quite young, so he's not like that. Like, he's bounced back quite quickly. Mm, like a hangover. Vampire yeah. hangover. Yeah. And this was just the first blood taking, so he's like, oh, what a silly dream. <laughs> and he starts writing a letter to Nina, be like, I had, like, the weirdest dream last night, and, like, I love you, you're cool, that's great, miss you, XOXO. Gossip girl. Yeah. Yeah. Sends it off, however that works. <laughs> throws it into a... Carrier pigeon. Yeah. Thro- throws it into a strong gust of wind. <laughs> I don't know. Puts it in a glass bottle and then throws it into the wind. Carries <laughs> it away. Yeah, so he... Like, he's convincing Dracula to move in, and he's like, yeah, sweet, I'm gonna. This looks like a good house. He's like, oh, awesome. And then he's getting creep more and more creeped out and keeps waking up like really tired and stuff and he's like you know i'm gonna scoot out of here a little early hmm. just like just scoot just skedaddle just skedaddle he takes off gets back to like his town or whatever and sees uh nina sorry i forgot at one point nina has a uh, not quite like a premonition dream but she has a dream where she knows something bad is happening and she in her like sleep is able to somehow alert John, so he wakes up so Dracula can't, like, finish the job. It's good It's good that you married a witch, John. Mm-hmm. Well, but was she a witch? We'll find out soon. <gasps> yeah, and at one point, the creepy old guy from, I think from the post office, is, like, captive on a boat. I don't, I don't really understand how. Where, where is there a boat involved? I don't know, but or he's just on it. for him to be captive on. You know what? There's a boat. I don't know if he's on the boat. Actually, he might just be in jail. Mm. But there is a boat because uh, Dracula has to come across by boat. So he ships himself with, like, I guess, I don't know if it's very look exactly like coffins, but, you know, they're coffin-esque. Mm. Um, and then there's, uh, let's say, like, seven of them. And six of them are filled with dirt, and one of them is filled with Dracula. Why the dirt? So the vampire book says that uh, Dracula always has to be around a certain amount of soil that he was buried in. Oh. He takes it with him. It's dirt and a bunch of rats in it. Hot. Yeah. I'm learning so much about vampires. Yeah. And so he's on a boat, and you can imagine it takes a while, so he just starts picking off all the crew. and by Yeah. (laughs) By the time they get to uh, land, I think, I think the captain is still kind of alive. Mm. It's like a cruise. He's just been eating the whole time and getting <laughs> shuffled for it. Yeah, but I think the captain dies. Huh. So a lot's happening at once, and it's sort of hard to keep track of because there's no words. Can I uh, can I share a little fact with you? So I think it's – I haven't seen it. I think it's on when they're on the boat or a scene from the boat, but um, near Dracula's like castle kind of – you can see a sign – that says, Welcome to Mandrake Falls. Hmm. And that's kind of a double reference. 
um, to the fact that his wife is a witch for sure. And mandrakes are kind of associated with witches and like killing witches. What's a mandrake? A mandrake is a root, like a, a plant. Oh, okay. I, I thought it. The root kind of looks like a person sometimes. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, I thought it was like a weasel. That would also be very <laughs> cute. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so anyway, so the the sign that's actually in the film that says Welcome to Mandrake Falls, it's got a little poem underneath it. That is from um, an earlier movie that's called Dracula Goes to Town. Mm, just a fun little tidbit for everyone. Yeah, no, it's just a little exciting. It's a nibble. Yeah, <laughs> just a little something. So, you know, if you're really into this movie, you can look up Dracula Goes to Town. I don't think it has anything to do with vampires, but... Odd, but, well, maybe before he was a vampire. Oh, it could be. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, where does Nosferatu come from? What's that word about? Is that Dracula's name? Is that it's his other Nosferatu name? Nosferatu Dracula? Yeah, his <laughs> full name. Um, yeah, it's his That's first fine. name. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think that's correct. As John was escaping, it, uh, says something about, like, Professor Van Helsing, and he's telling a bunch of students about a carnivorous plant. Okay. So that's supposed to say that he knows about vampires, I think. Because of carnivorous... Pl- is that something in Van Helsing lore? Oh, no, that's because of... Um, the director of this also did Little Shop of Horrors. Mm. I think that's a, just a reference to the plant in that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you do see uh, Venus Flytrap going snap and eating something. Oh, fun. Yeah. Yeah, so eventually Dracula does end up on shore with all his dirt, makes it to the house across from John and How Nina. is he transporting this dirt, by the way? Is oh. he just dragging boxes of... Uh, no, like, they're in huge boxes. He is as well, so he just has someone put them on a on a thing. Well, this, the old crazy guy who was in jail, uh, he breaks out, and he puts them all on a cart and takes them to the place they're supposed to go. Uh, oh, is that his butler? I think so, but I think he might have two. Okay. Well, I have a fun fact about the butler, actually. Yeah. You know the scene? I think it was early. You might have forgotten to mention it. Um, the scene earlier where Dracula's showing off his um, frostbitten foot, mm. and he's, like, kind of teasing Dracula with it. He's like, just hit it. Hit it a bunch. And then he's hit it, he pokes it. He's like, ah! And then he takes <laughs> him out about it. Yeah. Um, that That's not the actor who plays Dracula's foot, but that is an actor's foot in the film. Oh. I think it's Nina. The woman who plays Nina, Winona Ryder, I think that's her foot. Winona Ryder plays Nina? Yeah. Oh, she yeah. looks so different. I know. <clears throat> She's very young. She's, honestly, she doesn't get enough credit for her versatility. Yeah, like, she was, a, must have been a baby at that yeah. point. Like, no older than five, and she's, like, playing a full-grown woman. Yeah. Well, she's a Dorian Gray, so. Of course. Yeah. Like Keanu Reeves. Exactly like Keanu Reeves. Yeah. That's why they would make such a beautiful couple. They'll get there. Welcome to Relationships with, I don't know. I <laughs> I thought that was going to be a pun, like relation and sh- like they have something in common and ship, like when you ship something. And then as I was saying it, what I realized is that ship comes from the word relationship. So this isn't a pun. I've just re-extended it. <laughs> yeah. We're leaving that in. <laughs> I understand. Um. <laughs> I'm just laughing at my own joke now. Is that we're leaving it in? Yes. As I was saying, and I knew we would have to because it's so fucking stupid. Whatever, it's morning time. Yeah, it's 10 a.m., which is 
uh, too late for us to be this fucking dumb, but too early for us to be any better than what you're getting. Look, we've barely done any talking yet. I literally stayed silent until I entered this room. Mm -hmm. And then my microphone still wanted me to be silent, but I was like, I do not agree with you. I will not be silenced. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the movie, Dracula's Next Door. (laughs) Um, And he just likes to stare out his window at Nina. Just like creepy ass, right in the middle of the window. Just like, you know, when you do that weird thing with your teeth? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you like put your head down and all your front teeth are coming out? Yeah. He's just doing that. Just like staring straight into Nina's soul. And she's like, this is creepy. And John's like, what if, I don't know what we would do about it. Fuck you, John. But also, because he's been bitten by Dracula, he's still somewhat under his spell. Mm, so he's horny for Dracula. He's still horny he's for Dracula. Like, you can, trust me, Nina, you'll like this. Yes. <laughs> Loosen up a little. Yeah. So they're for some reason they're always like, "Oh, this person's sick. Let's get the professor." Like when Nina was having those night terrors about John when he was gone. Mm. Let's get the professor. He'll know what to do. There's no doctors in the twenties. It was only teachers. I guess. I guess that's true. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, they just trust Doctor. I'm gonna say it's Van Helsing the whole time. Oh, sorry, Professor Van Helsing. Mm. Be like, you know about plants. What, what, like, what's this human doing? Like, you know, there's got to be some overlap there. Mm-hmm. He does not also, know So what's anything. a mandrake? Is it a weasel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm never going to not think it's a weasel. It does. It sounds like a name for a weasel or a Pokemon that looks like a weasel. Yeah. Like, as soon as we leave, as soon as we leave this booth, I'm going to go back to being like, oh, yeah, it's a weasel. <laughs> What am I thinking of? Like a mongoose? <laughs> oh, probably, yeah. <laughs> okay, so they read the boat log because the captain dies. The captain, by the way, pretty sure was a werewolf. Mm. And the captain's like, yeah, my crew keeps getting sicker and sicker, and we're like down to two people. I'm worried we have the plague, which I don't know why he didn't stop his boat from coming to shore then, but yeah, whatever. I don't know where this movie is set, um, but I'm going to say Iceland, and... <laughs> Why do you look at me like that? Why Iceland? I just pick a place. Oh, okay. I thought maybe Iceland had some connection to the Dracula lore, because that's like Romania and stuff, right? Maybe. Where's Transylvania? We're both fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> look, I don't know geography. <laughs> I don't know countries. <laughs> this is what you get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get We're not historians. We're not film critics. We're not anything. We're two fucking dumb dumbs <laughs> making a stupid. Oh, okay. <laughs> and my nose is still not bleeding. Okay. I... Well, yeah. Again, I haven't screamed and left the room. So. Day is young. <laughs> so, Jean accidentally or on purpose, I don't know, when he was escaping Dracula, took the vampire book with him. Mm. And he's sort of, like, in bed being like, oh, I'm possessed and also so tired. And so Nina's like, oh, my God, do I have to save you? And, like, grabs his vampire book, and he doesn't want her to have it. So she's, like, hiding it from him, being like, no, I don't have your vampire book. Mm. And eventually she reads it, and one of the pages says, uh, let me see, only a woman can save them with, only a woman with a pure heart can, like, break Dracula's curse. 
she has to offer her blood up willingly and then stay with him throughout the night. Did you have to read all that in this silent film? They made you read a whole bunch. It's honestly, it looks like every page has like one sentence on it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. And they leave it there for a really long time because people in the 20s were a little dumb. Yeah, they did not. Well, it's hard to read with clothes on your head. Yeah. So. Also, maybe they knew geography, so maybe I shouldn't be like. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't know geography. Probably not. They only knew what was in the First World War. Oh, even that. Yeah. What, Germany? On itself. <laughs> so, um, little, little Nazi Dracula is always staring at Nina, so she's like, you know what, I'm just gonna do it. Just gonna go over there, I'm gonna be like, drink my blood. Oh. So Nina does that. And here's the trick. Sun comes up, Dracula dies. Whoa! The end! That's the whole fucking movie, ha- are you kidding me? Yeah. It's an hour long. <laughs> you should watch it. I want to now! Yeah. Just because it ends so fucking abruptly. That's ridiculous. Look, Everyone in the 20s was too dumb for subplots. I watched this movie three days ago, so it's a little foggy. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that's how that's it ends. That's the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's pretty pretty decent. A lot of, a lot of Batman Returns references, so I like that. Good, yeah. yeah. But I have Batman Returns recorded as well. I'm going to watch that sometime soon. Nice. <laughs> I guess I can't talk about it on this podcast. Well, I can't. Relate it, relay it on the podcast, but yeah. I'll talk about it. We're gonna talk about it. Yeah, just so you know, there's a lot of references. I won't get into them right now, but they're like Nosferatu totally rips off a lot of uh, a lot of Batman stuff. Mm. It's probably Adam Sandler's influence. That guy's so into Batman. So into Batman. So how does how I under I understand he dies at the end. Mm-hmm. How is that revealed? She just wakes up and he's like, she stays awake. Dirt I think in his coffin. Oh, that she doesn't go to sleep next to Dracula. No, I think she. First of all, Dracula doesn't sleep at night. Come on, That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you said and stays the night, it sounded like they probably probably had to share a bed. Well, I and think allude it's to fucking. <laughs> I think it's just essentially she's like, oh, isn't this fun? And then like keeps his attention so he forgets what time it is oh but by that point i wasn't paying attention well that's fun i like that (laughs) i like that nina saved the day yeah she did curly hair it's pretty good should have listened to nina from the beginning honestly she knew something was up and they're Mm -hmm. all like no you're crazy go back to bed you have a fever (laughs) but her fever was for justice and truth horny for justice yeah do you have any more uh, i do one is, um, you know the scene where Dracula and Nina are, like, I th- this is probably when she's, like, distracting him to keep him awake, but when they're, like, riding bikes down the stairs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Winona Ryder actually fell and broke her arm at that scene. Oh, It delayed no. production for months. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Um, but when Nosferatu's sort of, they're trying to make him into a gentler monster, and he's showing her all the greeting cards that he wrote that he came up with. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, all of those greeting cards, funnily enough, are taken from Bram Stoker poems that he published earlier. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, like, that's um, so funny. Uh, Be My Pizza Pie, that's from Venus and Adonis. Yeah. When We're Hanging at the Pearly Gates, I'll Bring the Beers. That one is from Shall I Compare These to a Summer's Day? Oh. And uh, Hard to Breathe Feels Like Floating 
so full of love, my heart's exploding. Uh, that's from Sonnet 73. And you would think those last two were switched. Like, Sonnet 73 isn't a love. That's a, that's about yeah dying. So Well, um, just to be honest, I don't know any of Bram Stoker's poetry. So. Um, but you didn't take an English class in high school? <clears throat> I took English all throughout high school. They never made you read his poems or plays? I don't think so. We hmm. read a bit of Shakespeare. Who's that? A playwright. He wrote a lot about skulls. You'll be surprised to find out that the uh, poetry uh, poetry part of the curriculum in a small town does, doesn't usually get a whole lot of focus. Mm, fair. You guys learn how to write your names. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were all very smart and good at stuff. Uh, one of <laughs> all the poetry was uh, limericks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a skeeter on my Peter. Flick it off. <laughs> what? No, uh, one of the. <laughs> I liked my own joke a lot there. <laughs> I can well, see, I like the concept of me just <laughs> sitting here making fun of your own job. <laughs> and the fact that it was more rural than mine. It was. Yeah. Yeah, very much was. <laughs> Um, I remember one of one of our assignments for one English class, and I think it might have been English, like ten or so, um, was to take songs, <laughs> take songs and rewrite the lyrics <laughs> to make them to the, mean something else. Did yeah. you have to sing them? No, I just wrote them out. Great, my giggles are gone. <laughs> yeah, good. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. What did you have to present them or just show them? I don't think so. I think we just had to hand them in like it was like an essay. The parts of poetry lessons, poet, the parts of any English class where they made you read something you'd written out loud is oh. violating. Like, the, I have never, I never want to feel the vulnerability you have to feel where you have to read something you wrote as a teenager in front of every other hormonal, angry, horny teenager. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, it was awful. And also, I have a hard time paying attention and making things coherent. Less so now, but as a teenager especially. Mm. So it's like, I know this isn't going to make a lot of sense, though. <laughs> <laughs> but I was a good student. Mm. Anyway. Did you write... I feel like you would have written something silly, though. Like something Batman-related or no. something about frogs. Maybe. Do you know the song Bandages by Hot Hot Heat? Yeah. Yeah, I, I changed it to Sandwiches. Ah! <laughs> That's very cute. Well, like sandwiches and um, uh, something bread and butter to sandwiches. sandwiches. <laughs> anyway, it was a very clever child slash teen mm. slash adult. Someone I went to high school with, we used to have to do um, speeches I, in yeah. French. Oh, um, yes. And one was just kind of like freestyle. Like you can just choose whatever subject you want and write whatever you want. So I... I did a biography of the clash. Oh, yeah. Uh, but someone else in my class uh, just recounted the tale of that molasses explosion. Oh! <laughs> and we were all in stitches because we were teenagers. It's like, it's hilarious and also horrifying. Yeah, it's tragic. It's not, uh, our laughter was not 
as inappropriate as the time someone in my drama class in high school put we had we all had masks that we had to wear and hers was really gnarled so what she did was she set up a fake interview show where someone just kept like just let her go essentially Mm -hmm. and she explained Chernobyl to everyone but like she clearly had just a very tenuous grasp of what Chernobyl was (laughs) so we did so we've copied her yeah yeah (laughs) What is a movie? <laughs> Let's talk about film. Oh, I was going to say one time, I don't even remember why, but as an, in an art class, oh, I think we had to do like a weird poster board thing on an artist, and I chose mm. the Ramones. That's, yeah. <laughs> the funniest thing was two people, sorry, three people, I believe, in the class knew who the Ramones were. One was me, one was a teacher, and one was another student. Aww. I mean, honestly, that's better than everyone in the class knowing what it is. Yeah. Because then it's like you're into a band they've never heard of. Yeah. And otherwise, you're into the Ramones, and that's kind of an embarrassing thing to be really into. I also, just like more in my defense, I believe I was 13, so that's the time to get really into the Ramones. Yeah, no. Yeah. Good. Yeah. (laughs) Good, I wasn't 18. Good, you weren't 18. That was a little too much. You were probably a very cool 13-year-old. I just mean in hindsight. I can't look back on anything I was into as a child, like really aggressively into, and not feel embarrassed. Yeah. Well, I also very rarely got incredibly into things. I didn't really get into anything like super strongly as a teenager or kid, Mm -hmm. but when I did, like... Every several years, I would just become obsessed with something. Yes. Yeah. I had that with Neopets. Yeah. Sporadically. I had that with Avril Lavigne as a 12-year-old. I, like, I had several different times where, and I'm like, you can't really do this in a small town where you know everyone, but I'd, like, come back from, like, summer, winter break or whatever and be like, I'm going to do this now. Like, I quote-unquote reinvent your look, even though that's not what I would call it, but, like, at one point, and I think I've mentioned this before, in elementary school, I was like 12, and I'm like, I'm only going to wear button-up shirts from now on. And then at one point in early high school, like, Avril Lavigne was out, so there was no way I could honestly say that this wasn't, I wasn't wearing ties because of Avril Lavigne. Yeah. But I started wearing ties a bit. Excellent. And I put, like, big pins in them, and it was pretty funny. Aw, yeah. that's so cute. I always wanted to wear ties, but I didn't, I didn't have the confidence. And I also, Avril Lavigne had been out for too long, I think, by the time that became my thing, where I just didn't want anyone to know how much I liked her. Yeah, yeah. I also remember several times, like, I have blonde eyelashes, or I like to say clear because it's fun. (laughs) I remember, um, like, trying out eyeliner, but not knowing what mascara was, Mm. which is hilarious now. Um, And She looks like like Glenn Close. (laughs) Yeah. Just, like, absolutely no other makeup but, like, dark purple lipstick, which now is, like, trendy. Mm-hmm. But at the time, no. I got um, harassed. I I was attacked in elementary school because I wore the same lavender lip gloss every day. It was, like, metallic lavender. And eventually, uh, this girl in my class took me aside and she said, why do you wear that every day? It doesn't look good on you. And I said, you're wrong. And I wore it harder. <laughs> That's hilarious and awesome. <laughs> I also, like, I just remembering back, like, as kids or whatever, like, for some reason, I don't know if you had this, 
And I don't know if I'm the only one who did, but I feel like not. Uh, just wanting to cause drama. Just being like, nothing's happening, let's just cause a fuss. Yeah, I'd like to have a fight now. Yeah. Yeah, I still do that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I try not to. Because mm. now I'm like, those were such contrived fights, but actually caused, like, real distress. I'm like, if I'm going to fight, I'm going to do it for a real reason. Oh, I don't do it with my friends. I do it in my head with, like, people on the bus. Oh, I yeah. I just get really worked up about some dumb shit, and then I... Yeah, we all do that. Yeah, yeah I have many And I turn types. it into cancer and move along. Yeah. Yeah. I've had... Uh, chances are, if you live in Vancouver and take the bus, I've had a fight with you in my head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, just, like, pulling another, like, elementary school student aside, being like, mm, your lipstick is bad. Mm. I got that a lot. A lot of people told you your lipstick was bad? A lot of people just wanted to let me know that the way I was presenting myself was not something that they enjoyed. And I think a lot of that has to do with being a fat kid, yeah. but a lot of that also has to do with the fact that I had no social skills and no understanding of what other people wanted to see. So I was yeah. like, uh, no, it's cool at 13 to still be rubbing glitter all over your face. Just glitter head to toe Yeah, something that I'd like to do. <laughs> <laughs> I had not too many people told me like um, anything about what I was wearing, um, but... Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember any compliments in high school or elementary, and I didn't get those either. So, <laughs> didn't just get a them. neutral kind of. Yeah, which, to be honest, there were several outfits that I remember from high school that people should have been like, "Why are you doing this?" Mm. <laughs> well, I think also if you were wearing ties and stuff, I think there was an era in the 2000s where if you dressed a specific way, people knew not to bully you, and not in a like, "Don't go near that one." It was almost like a if you bully that one, she'll cut herself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anyone at my school thought about that too much. Um, but, I mean, part of it, I think, is, like, everyone knew each other, so it was kind of hard to, oh, yeah. to bully. Not to say there weren't wasn't bullying, but it's sort of like, I've known you since I was five, so what are you going to say? <laughs> and also the tie thing wasn't wasn't the bad outfit I wore. It's funny in an embarrassing way now, but like one time I had it was these two these two pieces of clothing coexisted and I liked them both so I wore them all the time together. I had these tan flared pants with uh like a brown velvet lace up back. Very cool. and the zipper was also in the back. So zipper in the oh and like Yeah, so you, instead of having like a button zipper fly at the front it was no one zipper in the back which uh sucked because the zipper broke one time but i was wearing a long i think uh, at a movie theater i was wearing like a long shirt so i was like well what what, didn't you get like zipper up your butt when you sat down no it's just a small zipper. it wasn't protruding into the pants <laughs> yeah. up, up your butt. <laughs> i just mean that i feel like that would scratch no it, like it had flaps on it okay like much like my pants has a flap and it was, like, yeah. very smooth. And also, you know, fit right into the crack. Okay. Yeah. That's very... that's really what I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so those pants. And then I had this, um, like, men's sort of bowling shirt. It was very shiny and blue with green tiles. Tiles? Yeah, it sort of looked like, not a picture, but like a drawing, an artist's rendition of uh, bathroom tiles. Okay. Sure. Yeah, I would wear them together. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so you <laughs> shook your head after you said it. No, it's 
there's somewhere a picture of me wearing that, but luckily I have very few pictures of myself from high school, so yeah. I don't have to dwell on it too much. I have all of my pictures from high school. I'm either wearing clothes that are way too big for me. From, like, 13 to 16, I decided that I wanted to only wear boy pants mm. and baggy. Not like like boys were doing in the 2000s, but just, like, too big for me. Like, and not flattering on my already... Like we were all doing in the mid-90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there are those. And then, like, from 16 onwards, all I wore were fishnets and shorts. No, fishnets or skirts or shorts. Mm. Wool pants that I got from Zellers. Like, this wasn't... These weren't from Hot Topic. They weren't cool plaid pants. They were wool with lining that got very hot mm. and sticky. And then combat boots up to my knees. So even hotter. Yeah. 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 There's a few things and, like, a few clothing items that I had in high school that I sort of wish I had again now. Mm-hmm. Like, I also, although they had a wide leg, so maybe I don't want them. In high school, I was very, I was, I was not a skinny jean fan. They were just coming into, like, popularity in mid-high school, and I was fat, so I was like, well, I don't want to wear them, actually. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if you'd ever be able to find them at that point for my size, but... Anyway, so I would wear, like, some wide leg pants or some boot cuts. So I was really into the boot cuts. Mm. Um, but I had this one pair of, like, plaid pants, but it was, like, gray, like a light gray, and the plaid was, like, blue and dark brown and a bit of yellow. It was actually quite nice. And I'm mm. like, oh, I wish I had, like, kept those and had a skirt or something made from That'd it. That would be nice. Skinny jeans them up. Oh, they weren't <laughs> jeans, but you know. Yeah. I can't remember what happened to them, but I'm guessing I got paint on them. I was very good at not getting paint on my clothing. That Melissa. Whoops. Any other fun high school memories? <laughs> How did we get onto this? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I think we were just talking about shit we were really into at high school. Oh, get it, yeah. So anyway, that's, that's what we have there. <laughs> Do you have a grape about Vancouver? I have a wine about the butts. Okay. No, I don't. Okay. Leaving that part in too. (laughs) I have a great puzzle first. I ordered some stuff from the internet and it's gonna be cool, but I don't I don't wanna share it because I got it from I don't want people to think I buy fast fashion even though I do. (laughs) Um it's hard when you're fat and you're poor. It's very difficult to avoid fast fashion. Yeah. Normal when slow fashion doesn't fit you. Yeah. Oh anyway, so I ordered some stuff. And there's a really cool denim jacket in there that I can't wait to get because it's, like, a really light denim. And I'm going to put some patches on it. And I've got this squid dinosaur patch that I've had for, like, two years. And I've been trying to figure out where I'm going to put it. So now I know. Squid dinosaur? Squid dinosaur? Is that what you said? No, really oh. cool dinosaur. Oh, it's a good dinosaur patch. <laughs> I heard squid dinosaur. I was like, that sounds incredible. I'm into it. Yeah. Anyway, it was supposed to be delivered yesterday. And I was there, I was at home until, like, 2 or something like that, and nothing came. So I'm like, okay, whatever. My roommate will probably ho- be home about 6, so it's, like, four-hour window. They'll just leave it at the door, and, like, she'll bring it in if she gets home before me. Doing stuff in the studio. Oh, I glazed a bunch of stuff, so I'm going to get some, like, cool ghosts and stuff out today. So I'm Yay. really excited. Oh, and I drew a uh, little baby Mothman ah, on yeah. two mugs. It's really cute. <laughs> um... Yeah, so I'm at the studio doing all this stuff, getting ready to leave, and I'm like, oh, I wonder if my package was delivered. I hope it I hope it was, like, this exciting, and I look, and it's saying, like, yes, delivered, and I was like, okay, awesome. Uh, and I'm coming home, and I'm sort of, like, peeked in the window, and I didn't see 
like the package on the counter where it would normally be if my roommate brought it in and it wasn't at my door. So it's like, well, like potentially they were able to shove it in my mailbox and there's nothing in there. So I go in and ask my roommate. She's like, no, I, I didn't see anything. And I go and I check through my phone and I have to go to like the UPS website. And they're like, yeah, it got delivered to our store. So cute. Yeah. And like, why not leave it at my door? Yeah. Where nobody can see it. Do you have to, you have to go pick it up at the store? Or are they going to send okay. it out again? This is... Also embarrassing. It's four blocks from my house. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's like inconvenient, but not a real problem. Yeah. So um, I guess I've had a, a pretty good week so far, if that's what I'm complaining about. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a grape? Um, this city's too expensive. I know that's not particular to this week, but this city's too fucking expensive. I agree. Anyone knows any like good cities, like queer-friendly and not super racist, preferably not. Not any more racist than this one. Yeah. Less racist would be even better. Yeah. Um, good transit and like cheaper than this. Please let us know. Yes, we'll give you our business. We'll just all show up yeah. one day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I tell another bus story? Yeah. So the other day, Paul and I went to the marijuana store. Mm-hmm. The cannabis store, I should say. Marijuana is a racist term, right? Is it? I think like it's was introduced, I think, to associate cannabis with Spanish-speaking countries or Mexican countries. Mexican, all, all the countries in Mexico. Yeah. We don't know geography. That's very likely, but also I thought, I thought cannabis was brought in just so white people could be like, we're not smoking that, we're smoking this. Oh, no, I think marijuana is actually like a... I don't know that for a fact. I only learned, I only heard about it on Dog Island. Highly recommend Dog Island <laughs> podcast. So yeah, we went, we went to the weed store. So we were talking about it on the bus home. Oh, because we started talking about the, uh, the announcements, mm. and I didn't realize they were only for the summer. And we were discussing like who the next one would be. Probably Ryan Reynolds. And I was like, oh, Nelly Furtado. And Paul was like, she's not from here. But then this woman who, as soon as I got on the bus, gave me this look like you're one of mine, um, turned around as we were talking about it. She was getting off at the same stop as us, but she got up and turned around and she's like, no, she's from here. You had to be there. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't know. She was like this old hippie looking lady. Yeah. And I could see her sort of give me an eye when I was saying shit about Seth Rogen and I thought she was going to get up and get mad at me. I want to, Seth Rogen seems like a fine gentleman, but I don't trust him. Like, he's a white guy from Vancouver who's, like, 10 years older than me, so already, yikes. Plus, he, like, his whole personality is sort of, her persona is built around smoking weed, mm-hmm. so also, yikes. But then she just got up and started talking to me about how wonderful Nelly Furtado was. <laughs> like, I would love it if she did the announcement. It would be awesome. Yeah. Nelly Furtado would be great. Yeah. yeah. Nelly Furtado or Gob. I would also accept Gob. <laughs> I, mean, I keep getting um, that, like, I hear you calling <laughs> stuck in my head. Um, I watched the video for it recently. I'm like, so bad. Is that the zombie one or is that yeah. Give Up the Grudge? Okay. What's Give Up the Grudge? That's the where they're doing one? a big concert and all the parents Oh, uh, no, they do a, I think that's where they have, like, a lines of, like, business people and a line of punks or something. And they run and they do a, it's, what's the, like, a, a death oh, ball? Oh, okay. Run into each yeah. other and then they all start, like, dancing yeah. and moshing and they're best friends. I'm pretty sure that's it. <laughs> also, now that I've said it, it is it. I make things true by saying them. That's the secret. That's the secret. I manifested it. 
Well, let's put in a thank you again to the library. Thank you, library. This episode was actually brought to you by the Vancouver Public Library. Library. I'm pretty sure that's how it says. Libru? Librum? The French word for library is libraire, right? Yep. Bye. Bye. If I tell you a secret, will you cut it out? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to as soon as I say it. All of my facts say Nosferatu instead of Dracula, uh, because I thought that was his name. I honestly don't know if Nosferatu (laughs) is his name or not. It's Nosferatu Dracula. It's first name, last name to me. (laughs)